to Belmont, and now he needs care 24 hours a day. I hear the music before I even walk into the room. Pavarotti. My father was a huge fan. It's so calming and relaxing. He needs calm. He needs routine. And he's always loved music. Hi, Dad. It's Shah. No response. Not a flicker of recognition in his eyes. He doesn't know who I am. I'm not even sure if he knows I'm here. Hardly anyone visits him anymore. Only his mistress Meredith has stayed loyal. She still visits every week. Don's family are all estranged, or back in Manchester like his sister Eileen. There's really only Dari I can count on. Dari originally came to our house in Beverly Hills to help with the laundry... She comes from Georgia, in the south of what was the Soviet Union, not far from where my father's family came from originally. In her country, she was a fully qualified doctor, but the way things work in America, she couldn't carry on in her profession. Dari has been a godsend. As for me, his daughter, I could visit every day or stay away for good. Neither would make any difference to Don. So why am I here? I've been thinking about this for a while now. I've come here today for a particular reason. A few months ago, I'd taken a call from Pamela Stevenson, Billy Connolly's beautiful, funny and clever wife who gave up performing to train as a psychologist. She wanted me to take part in a new TV show she was working on called Shrink Wrap. It was done like a therapy session, looking at how your childhood had influenced your life. I still don't really know why I agreed to do it. My brilliant and very loyal PA, Melinda, was saying, It's easy, Sharon, just say no. But I'd made a promise. I found the whole experience very weird. The crew all had to sign a confidentiality contract, and when you were being filmed, only the sound man and two camera guys were on set. Everyone else was kept out of the studio. Of course, I knew they were all watching it on the monitors, but then I'm just an old cynic. When the show aired, some of my friends were horrified on my behalf. They thought it was humiliating to show myself on TV like that. Crying, vulnerable... I've always been very upfront and frank. I can't help it. It's how I am. People have asked me whether I found the experience cathartic. Fuck no. It was like, for fuck's sake, maybe now I can get some peace. Even so, I found myself thinking about everything we'd discussed. We talked about my mother and how I felt we never really had a connection. About Ozzy and how he saved me. Until I met him, I was just a precocious brat. Brash, big-mouthed, violent. We talked about my three gorgeous children and why they're the most precious things in the world to me. And we talked about my father. He made me lie for him, cheat for him, steal for him. He threatened to kill me, threatened to kill my children. I don't know how you survived it, Pamela said. Why are you supporting him? Are you still seeking his approval? I'd never thought of it like that. I suppose I bothered because I, I couldn't have lived with myself if I hadn't. 
My father may have betrayed me, but he wasn't all bad. He taught me a lot. So much. He taught me how to be a fighter. It's because of him that I'm not afraid of anyone. There are so many questions I never got to ask him. He can't answer them now. He can't even understand what I'm saying. He used to be so well-built and strong. And now it's as if he's shrunk. He's just this little old man. I've spent my whole life fighting with my body, fighting the years. And now, here's my father sitting in front of me, reminding me it's a war you can never win. Not in the end. In the autumn of 2005, I was busier than I'd ever been in my life. Ozfest might have been over for another year, but the second series of The X Factor was about to air, and my autobiography was hitting the bookshops. Jonathan Ross asked me onto his TV show to talk about the book. I managed